0: Hi I'm Zanzi, and welcome back to Sisters Without Shame, a No Holds Barred podcast that is proudly brought to you by Healthform Zanzi. I'm your host Nolu Tandon Makani and I'm here to hold your hand as you seek the answers to those mysterious bumps and aches you dare not speak of in public. You know, Mzanzi is not just home to that 22 million rand flag debacle that we saw unfold last week. It is also listed as one of the top countries on the continent that have obesity issues. Childhood obesity is a cause of concern for this Pretoria parent in crisis who sent us this
1: voice note. My son has recently been classified as obese at 10 years old. Over these past two years, he's put on 18 kilograms and while he's not yet in the danger zone his doctor has asked us to keep a watchful eye. I've been making veggie heavy lunches and sandwiches with wheat wraps and lean meats and cheese. He loves his veggies and fruits so it's not a problem. I have noticed a trend that's kind of tricky my in-laws keep him for school holidays and he's the only grandchild and they spoil him like crazy they're the sweetest but they go out to eat literally every other night and he gets whatever he wants we're all heavy people so i don't want to blame anyone i'm just trying to figure out how to suggest changes to them without sounding judgmental his grandparents are awesome and loving and any tips on the best way for us all to be healthier as a family would be great. Thanks. Don't worry, darling. Our
0: guest this week is registered dietitian and founder of Eat Drink Health, Joanne Roots. Roots has special interests in lifestyle diseases, neurodisabilities, hormonal imbalances, and obesity. Her aim is to empower individuals with the knowledge to use food as a tool to achieve long term goals and optimal health. Joanne, what is childhood obesity
2: and what are the consequences of childhood obesity? Childhood obesity refers to children between the ages of 4 and 19. And childhood obesity has become a growing global epidemic. So between 1975 and recently, 2016, the global prevalence of childhood obesity rose from 4% to just over 18%. That's a massive increase. Childhood obesity has increased for a variety of reasons, but a major role player is a more sedentary lifestyle. Physical activity has now been overtaken by watching TV, playing video games, and spending more and more time on phones and tablets. Children are also not eating balanced diets and are consuming too much sugar, salt, fat, and calories children now consume up to three times the recommended maximum amount of sugar per day. So a sedentary lifestyle, lack of physical activity, eating more sugars and fat all lead to weight gain. Now this excess weight gain means they will face a higher risk of developing serious chronic conditions such as type 2 diabetes, heart diseases, and cancers. In the short term, They are more prone to dental decay, asthma, poor sleeping, poor concentration, and poor academic performance. Apart from the medical consequences, obese and overweight children often suffer emotionally due to bullying and social rejection. These negative social problems lead to low self-esteem, low self-confidence, and a negative body image that can often lead to lifelong emotional scarring. Joanne,
0: how do we then educate communities on what needs to be on, you know, our children's
2: plates and like in simple terms for the layman? Prevention is the best approach for obesity and overweight. Parenting techniques such as finding reasons and ways to praise the child's behavior, but never using food as a reward will assist in the development of healthy eating behaviors in early childhood. Children should also be able to self-regulate their food intake. And again, the role of the parent here, they need to get into a good routine of having regular meals and snacks during the day. Children also mimic their parents' behavior. So not only is it important to offer healthy foods to your child, we recommend that children should be introduced to a healthy lifestyle through observing the rest of the family including their brothers and sisters, as well as their parents. Children should be offered a variety of foods. This includes whole grain products, vegetables, fruits, and low-fat dairy products. And we need to keep the food as natural as possible. Foods that are processed are naturally higher in fats, sugars, and salt, and it's got a much lower nutritional value. We want them to have more whole grain foods like potatoes, sweet potatoes, whole grain breads, whole grain cereals, crackers, oats, brown rice, beans, peas, and pastas. All these foods are needed to give them their energy. These foods should be part of every meal and snack. They also need protein-rich foods like beans, fish, eggs, dairy, cheese, nut butters, and poultry. This should also be consumed at each meal or snack. They need the protein for their growth and strong muscles, and also for appetite control. Foods that are high in fats and sugars, like luxuries and cookies and cakes and drinks, should be limited in a child's diet. It's also estimated that the largest chunk of excess sugar in a child's diet is consumed from sugary drinks. Start with rather offering plain water instead of other sugar-containing drinks or milkshakes.
0: My nieces now are very adamant about their water consumption. They're very, very focused. They're eight and nine. Why is water so essential for children? And what are the daily requirements for a healthy diet in children?
2: The body needs to have enough fluid to be able to function at its best, as two-thirds of our bodies are already made up from water. And when children don't drink enough water, they become dehydrated. And dehydration can cause tiredness, headaches, crankiness, poor performance, all leading to serious health issues. And children can quickly become dehydrated, especially in hot weather and when they are exercising. So by the time they feel thirsty, they are probably already dehydrated. So water remains the best drink for kids. They don't need juices or fizzy drinks or sports drinks, milkshakes, drinking yogurts or flavoured waters even to get their hydration from. So that is full of added sugars that can contribute to obesity and tooth decay. A child between the ages of five to eight, they need about a litre of water a day. Between the ages of nine and 12, need about 1.5 litres, that's about seven glasses and kids older than 13 needs about two liters of water a day. Practically, always give them a water bottle to take to school with. Make sure that teachers are refilling it at school for them. And do help them to remember to refill their bottles again as soon as they are home in the afternoon.
0: That's quite a lot. I would have thought it would be less than the adult requirements.
2: They use more. They burn more. They, they are little powerhouses, these kids. Their requirements are quite high.
0: A big question for me, I always wonder, you know, especially with COVID, we were told to take our vitamins, like these supplements, like your zinc Mm. and the vitamin C. So I've always wondered, is it necessary for children to also take these supplements?
2: So the idle answer will be no, as the first prize will be for them to eat their vegetables and fruits every day in order to get a good variety of vitamins and minerals in for the immune-enhancing properties. But if they are avoiding specific food groups or displaying ongoing fussy eating, and if they continue with an intake of poor choices, it is best to consult perhaps with a dietitian to assess and determine the best possible supplement to complement their nutritional status.
0: So first prize is to munch. Munch your supplements.
2: First prize, get your nutrients in with food. <laughs> that is where we would love it to come from.
0: And then also, Joanne, another question is the screen time thing you know parents are told to you know limit screen time and you know make sure that their kids are outside in the yard playing Mm. but it's 2022 though can limiting screen time promote healthy eating habits and also fight against childhood obesity
2: yeah so the more screen time is linked to a more sedentary lifestyle poor sleeping habits poor performance at school And then the lack of physical activity is a major contributor to childhood obesity. It is recommended that children spend at least 60 minutes outdoor playing. So parents need to look at the balance. Are my kids playing? Do they get the outdoor time, the exercise time in? And yes, like you say, it is 2022. We can't just remove screens from our lives, but we need to make sure that we still fit it in with a healthy lifestyle and with adequate amount of outdoor or exercise hours. We don't want the screen time to take away their exercise minutes. We would rather want them to exercise, get their playtime in, and then have some limited, controlled screen time as well.
0: Thank you for joining this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Joanne. For more on childhood obesity in Mzanzi, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. If you are in a medical bind and looking for a shoulder to cry on, you can send us an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za or you can send us a WhatsApp on 76 I would never blue-tech you, babes. In Africa, the number of overweight children under 5 has increased by nearly 24% since 2000. That just goes to say, dietitians are not the enemy. And like Joanne said, childhood obesity can be prevented through nutrition education and helping your little ones develop awareness of healthy eating habits. Health is not a race, it's a marathon at the end of the day. That brings us to the end of episode 43 of Sisters Without Shame, proudly brought to you by Healthform Sansi. From me, Lulu Nakani, have a great week and remember to show your girls some love by sharing this podcast with a friend.